0: This podcast is brought to you by the new Yahoo Finance Premium. If you're looking to take your investing to the next level, Premium has you covered. Try it free at yahoofinance.com slash premium. From Yahoo Finance,
1: this is Ballots and Dollars, a podcast about the politics that affect your pocketbook. I'm Rick Newman.
2: And I'm Alexis Christophorus. As the election nears, President Trump seems to be having more misses than hits when it comes to fulfilling his promise to lower the high cost of prescription drugs in this country. He pulled off the table those rebates we were supposed to be seeing on drug prices. Why did he do that?
1: I guess they decided that just was not going to be workable. They didn't even uh, get to the point where they tried to implement something. I mean, a lot of the t- a lot of what we've seen with Trump is he will pass an executive order and say, just do it. Uh, and then it gets to the courts and it's uh, it's the courts that say, no, you can't do that. But in this mm-hmm. case, they just decided this wasn't going to work. This is um, – that was a thing hardly any normal people understand. There are these sort of behind-the-scenes rebates uh, that get paid um, between the drug companies and the, and the insurance companies that buy the drugs or pay for them. And some people say that the rebates actually uh, lead the, the pharmaceutical companies to make the list prices higher. So because they're rebating some of the money that actually lets them uh, make the list price higher or the MSRP. So the Trump idea was to get rid of the rebates, but they just decided that wasn't going to work. Uh, they, they may have decided it was, it was not going to survive a court challenge and not even bother. And of course, this comes after the, uh, a judge did knock down another Trump plan, which was that plan to uh, require drug companies to... To list the prices of drugs when they run TV ads. Um, and I should say people who look at this problem don't really think either of those measures, if they had ever gone into effect. So they're all those are both off the table uh, well, can I ask and, From a
2: transparency yep. standpoint, I mean I don't know a lot about drug pricing, but I do know that I like to know what a drug costs and yep. I like to be able to compare that price with other prices. Why Being able to give that information out in an advertisement, why is that not possible? Uh,
1: I mean, for practical purposes, it's – even if it were possible, it would not really be helpful because there's no one price. Uh, You know, we've talked about the crazy elements of the healthcare industry that are unlike any other part of of the, uh, the U.S. economy. Uh, and this, one of them is pricing. Uh, you never know what anything costs. There's no. There's absolutely no way to go look someplace like Amazon and say, "See, here's the here's the price that everybody pays for the same thing," because that's not the way it works. Um, your insurance company negotiates a price with. Uh, with pharmaceutical companies that they're going to cover it at this price. It probably varies depending on the type of patient. It probably varies depending on the employer, uh, what kind of deal the employer made with the insurance company, which then makes a deal with the pharmaceutical company. So So there is no single price. Um, So if, if the drug companies had been forced to actually advertise their prices, um, it would just not have really. We meant would see anything these prices get get
2: get sticker shock, and then not know where to go from there, right? Because we wouldn't be able to compare, right? Compare. Because
1: it's what the price that they would show on TV would not necessarily be the price that you pay. Um, you know, there's a, we all know there's a big difference. There's a, one price for people who do not have coverage, and there's another people for do have coverage, and then there are all different gradations of coverage. Some covers more, some covers less, depending on, you know, even within at the same employer, you can pay for a lower deductible plan or a higher deductible plan. You can pay a higher premium to cover more <laughs> right. or a lower premium to cover so, less. I mean, so President so,
2: Trump continues to try to make good on this promise. And, and you get the feeling that he's almost panicking as it gets closer to <laughs> uh, to us going to uh, to the voting polls in 2020. There's a
1: reason for that. I mean, yeah. so this was one of his important campaign promises. Yeah. He said the drug makers are getting away with murder when he was running for president in 2016 and that he was going to do something about it. As with many other things... Uh, You know, he sort of acted like everybody who came before me was just a fool and an idiot, and only I can get this done. And, well, he's got zero to show for it. Yeah, he's learning it's it's not
2: that easy. So what? It is not easy, by the way. What is he doing? What is on the table? What is he trying to do now that some of the things we just talked about are off the table, like the rebates?
1: The only thing that uh, I know about is he wants to come up with another plan that would sort of set guidelines for states – uh, being allowed to import drugs from other countries, um,
2: namely Canada,
1: it could be anywhere. I mean, it could be Canada or Europe or any place else. Well, they have is, at least this is a, a, a
2: comparable regulatory system to ours. So I would imagine it would be well, easier. Well, it's, it's
1: actually quite different in in these countries. And you you think to yourself like the, a lot of these are American companies. A lot of these medicines are made in the United States. Why would they be cheaper in Europe or Canada? Exactly. And the only reason they're cheaper in those countries is because those countries basically have nationalized health care and they have put price limits. They have put legal price limits on what the pharmaceutical companies can pay for those drugs. So So why
2: can't we use that as a blueprint?
1: Because we don't believe in price fixing in the United States as a matter of principle. Um, some people do, obviously, but this, this is actually what the whole conversation is about. Mm-hmm. The, um, the way drugs are priced in the U.S. economy right now is basically free market pricing. Um, the drug companies want to charge as much as they possibly can, like in, like anybody else who's selling something in the market. I like mean, this, anybody who's for for you, profit. Every producer wants, that's right, every for profit producer wants to sell their wares for however much money, that the maximum amount of money they can get. Whatever the market and will normally bear. Normally what happens is competition comes in as, you know, if, if you're making a lot, if you have a high profit margin, well, then others want to get into that game and they want to compete with you, they can offer it for a little bit lower and still make a nice profit and so forth until competition brings the price down. And so with drugs, that would be the form of generic drugs. Right. Would be the so that's, there's the wrinkle that when a drug is patent protected, there cannot be competition for it until it goes off patent unless somebody else comes up with a different formula that does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's where drugs are actually unique uh, relative to, uh, to all the other products that we're familiar with. Um, and, you know, there are other types of products that have patent protection, but a lot of the times you can come up with something else that does the same thing. Uh, just does it in a different way. Uh, think about automobiles, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, <laughs> every automaker probably has hundreds or thousands of patents on the way this or that component operates. But uh, all cars essentially do the same thing in the same way. And it's a highly competitive industry. Just not the, It's just not the case in the drug industry. So that's why here in the United States, we really have uh, – th- there probably are exceptions to this. But for the most part, we we do have uh, insurance companies that uh, do have the power to negotiate drug prices. So that is a free market principle that if I'm going to buy a lot of something from you, that gives me leverage to demand a lower price. Um, but we do not really have anything like price fixing on a widespread scale.
2: Well, Trump campaigned on promises to, quote, negotiate like crazy. With the with the drug makers on these prices and the insurance companies I guess that negotiating isn't going so well
1: Well he's, he's actually not negotiating and there's one conspicuous thing Trump does not support uh, and this is sort of the biggest idea in this uh, ish on this issue is to let the federal government which runs Medicare which is the largest purchaser of pharmaceuticals and health care in the country, Um, to let Medicare negotiate for prices with pharmaceutical companies. I mean, if you just approach this as a normal person outside the realm of politics, you would say, of course, Medicare should be able to do that. That's taxpayer money. Why shouldn't Medicare be able to negotiate with drug companies to get the best deal? What's the fear there? Uh, the, (laughs) The reason they don't is because the pharmaceutical industry prohibits it. Um, they, they, this is the mo- one of the most effective lobbying operations in Washington, and it would require Congress to pass a law saying Medicare can negotiate drug prices. And there's nothing that stands uh, in the way of Congress passing a law that says Medicare can now negotiate drug prices, except pharmaceutical lobbyists.
2: And they, I know they are, they, they are the constituents of a lot of the people who are running for and office, they, so,
1: and they donate and they donate a lot of money to to, uh, to politicians, and. Uh, I think the pharmaceutical industry has some reason why this would be bad for patients, which is what they always say. But right. there's just no there's no rational argument to say um, this is ta- it's taxpayer money.
0: Now, I'm uh, not the saying- government
1: on behalf of taxpayers should always be able to negotiate the best possible deal without limitations. You would think, right?
0: This podcast is brought to you by the new Yahoo Finance Premium. Are you ready to take your investing to the next level? With premium features, advanced data, and a sophisticated new way to stand top of your portfolio, you can trade with complete confidence. Because it's more than just your portfolio, right? It's your money. Yahoo Finance Premium lets you trade up using tools that help you go beyond the fundamentals with industry-leading insights and detailed company profiles. You can trade up to advanced portfolio tools that help you monitor allocation, diversification, and risk. You'll discover new opportunities with detailed research reports and investment ideas that are updated every single day. So are you ready to trade up? Try it free today at yahoofinance.com premium.
2: I'm not saying the Democrats are going to be able to get a deal, a better deal than Trump is trying to get. Mm-hmm. But I have to think this is the Achilles heel. This is the weak spot they're going to hone yep. in on when it gets to debate time. And, and well, now they we, already are. We they finally are. have yeah. a, a plan from Joe Biden, who is the front runner among the Democratic presidential hopefuls. What is his uh, pres- prescription drug pricing? Yeah. plan look like? So I,
1: I think that Joe Biden's um, health care plan is really important because, number one, he's the front runner. But uh, number two, because uh, the ideas that have been been getting the most attention in the campaign so far from the democrats are mostly the medicare for all plans which is which is which
2: everyone we talk to says it's not going to work
1: uh, right and uh we've we have another podcast on that um it, it, you know the basic uh f- reason that's not going to work politically or any other way is everybody who has healthcare in, a, in the private system right now, which is around 150 million people who get uh, coverage through an employer like we do, mm-hmm. uh, they would all give that up and they would all have to go into a government plan and then the government would just pay for everything. So the government would be the – you could you could still have um, uh, supplemental insurance that would give you higher levels of care, concierge care, something like that if you wanted to pay for it under Medicare for all. But for the most part, the government would just purchase everything with taxpayer dollars And in that instance, uh, the government would have um, all the – you would think all the negotiating power, um, but it almost seems like it would be essential for the government to be able to negotiate drug – you could not have the government purchasing drugs for every American – but and yet have limits on the government's ability to negotiate with with uh, drug makers. So I think you would have to assume that that would be an essential element of Medicare for all. But um, Medi- Medicare for all is so fraught with problems; it would be just it would be massively disruptive. We'd probably lose a lot of doctors because the government wouldn't pay nearly as much as the private sector. And so on it would just cause a lot of problems. So that's why I think Joe Biden's plans are really important because he's the one guy who's really comfortable saying. I'm not a leftist like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. I'm a centrist, and I want to have sensible policies. And he has a track record um, to be able to back this up, and people know who he is. So his policies are very important. So his uh, his uh, health care plan, which he just released recently, he number you know one of his number one things is, yes, he would allow the uh, government to negotiate drug prices uh, inside Medicare, which means Congress would have to—he would just get on Congress to pass that law to let them do it. So that would help people in Medicare. That-, that wouldn't help all the rest of them.
2: Us. But that right away would differentiate him from the Trump plan.
1: Yeah, totally. Because Trump is not willing to do that. For, so tr- Trump has sort How of. How does he want to negotiate? He wants to go himself. To I, these I, it's not clear companies? what he means by negotiate. Um, right. He used that word negotiate. He probably didn't realize at the time he said that while campaigning that well the you know the thing that everybody advocates is you should be able to negotiate uh, for drug prices in Medicare. He's never proposed that. So he doesn't want to do that. And, that, you know, I'm sure that's because he, he feels like, you know, he's the businessman president. Pharmaceutical companies are important American companies. I mean, they do, make, they do make a them. lot of breakthroughs. It's an important business sure. constituency. Uh, so he, I guess he's thinking it through like a businessman and he do, doesn't want to dictate prices you know, uh, Not to get to us off the track, sector.
2: but you bring up a really good point. Is doing something like this, negotiating prices to that point, going to stifle innovation, competition I, in the I, drug I industry? think that's
1: what the drug makers say. Um, And I I think uh, that you have to say, so what? Um, If it does stifle innovation – then uh, you need to get innovation going in some other way, incentivize innovation some other way. I mean, you know, there among the um, millions of ideas that are out there, one of them is that the government should do a couple of things with regard to, ba- to pharmaceutical science and research, which is that the government should do uh, or sponsor or fund more of that type of research. But if government-funded research is ever used in the development of a drug that is sold on the private market, uh, then uh, that drug has to be sold at a discount, or has to be subject to some kind of price limit, so that um, you know taxpayers. If taxpayers funded the research, they should get a they should get a break on the product. Is the idea? Mm-hmm. That's one of the ideas. I think Elizabeth Warren supports that. Um, I still so, don't know where you find the money to do that, but it sounds pretty good. Uh, you could and. Um, you could find the money to do that. So, so Biden, so Biden's is going to have his his health plan probably will have the most mainstream support, which is why I think it's important. Okay, what else is in so it? So it's um, uh, let Medicare uh, negotiate drug prices, which would if that if they were allowed to do that would help everybody in Medicare, but that would not help everybody else. Mm-hmm. He also wants to um, allow states to uh, import drugs from overseas. So set it up so the states would be able to do that. Um, the there's a problem with that which is um, the United States is a giant market for prescription drugs and there aren't necess- – it's not like there's a surplus of pharmaceuticals in Canada just waiting around right, for Americans right. to buy them. I mean um, so I guess you could imagine that the system might respond in a way. So if, it, if, if you could make money in Canada by buying prescription drugs under the you know under the price limits that Canada puts in place and then sell them back to America – for a little bit of a markup, I guess maybe, but, I mean, th- this does not sound like a good plan. No, does it does so, not. <laughs> the you know, more stuff I'm hearing, that's manufactured it. in New Jersey goes to Canada and then comes back to New yeah, Jersey cheaper than you route. could get it. Yeah. but that's that's the way it is. Uh, and Biden has a, a couple other ideas. Um, uh, make you find ways to make generics more available. I, I the real problem here is that the um, the only way to get the job done, for the most part, is to have government price limits or price fixing.
2: Price, like right, you said um, earlier. Well, well, what is this favored nations clause? I, I understand Trump wants to sign an executive order. What would that? What does that mean? I can't, what would that I can't do? tell
1: you. I cannot tell you the ins and outs. Um, all I can tell you is it's an effort to uh, take advantage of the fact that other nations put limits on drug prices, and they say uh, if you want to sell us this name brand drug, we're only going to pay. X for it, and we're not going to pay more than X. Um, right. So the U.S. It, it could be, and that could be a fraction of what uh, you might pay here in the United States. And again, there's no single price here in the United States; right. there are a thousand prices. But but it without... would mean the
2: U.S. would pay no more than the lowest drug price charge to any other nation.
1: That is price fixing. So let's say so let's say you had a menu of prices for a certain drug, and you said. Um, well, here's the average of what it costs overseas that we're not going to pay any more than that. Um, then you have to pass a law that says uh, – that basically sets the price of these drugs. And I think we're back to the problem, the essential problem, which is that the way you solve the problem is you, f- the government fixes prices. And um, that's the uncomfortable conversation that we're, we're really having here is should the government um, put limits on what pharmaceutical companies can charge. And if they did that um, – it would affect uh, profits, profits at pharmaceutical companies. Yes. This is a big and important part of the economy. Stock um, Without a doubt, all of it would just affect stock prices. Um, then you would get into questions of political ma- manipulation. I mean, so th- this actually gets to the whole question of um, free enterprise
2: and yeah, capitalism. Should,
1: should pharmaceutical companies even be normal publicly traded companies, or should they be something that more like utilities?
2: Right, that are regulated in much the same way. And
1: I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know the answer. I mean, I was thinking as I was uh, thinking about how we're going to have this discussion, um, I, that I should probably just issue a disclaimer right off the top, which is there is no easy answer here. Um, some, which is why nothing's been done on, forever. On Sometimes there is an easy answer. It's just politically difficult to get done. On this one, there really is not an easy answer. Um, You know, we are. And it's not party specific either, is it? Not really, no. Um, I mean, I guess you could say if you favor big business, you're on the side of the pharmaceutical companies. But just about everybody is a consumer of prescription drugs. And that's not a real hardship if you have good insurance and you're relatively healthy. Um, If you have a life threatening condition, um, you know, without a doubt, you might need a lot of drugs or you might need a drug you know, a specialty drug that's extremely expensive. um and you know insurance companies do cover some of that, but for, for some, there's just a you know, a ruinous amount of out of out of pocket costs. So <laughs> <laughs> so well, should like we Biden... remake this part of the economy or not? I don't know the answer,
2: yeah, but at least Biden's ideas are not as as left leaning as some of his. Uh...
1: Well, he wouldn't wouldn't nationalize the uh, pharmaceutical industry, which would have, um, I mean, I guess Elizabeth, uh, Medicare for All wouldn't really nationalize the pharmaceutical industry, but it would would kind of turn it into a utility type industry um, that was way more regulated, you know, not just, it would not just be regulated in terms of safety, it is already aggressively regulated for safety, but it would now be regulated in terms of price. Like a utility, they they would basically become utilities. And the counter argument again is, well, utilities are not known for great innovation because right. you know uh, there's just not a lot of upsh- upside, and you can't take risks. That's the fear. This is our health? Risks.
2: Is our care going to go down? The level of care going to go down? Are the kinds of drugs that we're going to be able to be exposed to going to go away? Yeah. Will these companies find other places to go? I guess the question is, where else would they go? Because they, Europe uh, has pretty stringent rules. I don't. I,
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can't say I have a survey in my head of all the pharmaceutical drug pricing laws country by country, but um, we, we do know that m- almost every advanced economy has some form of nationalized health care. Mm-hmm. The United States is the only country that really doesn't, although I guess you could say Medicare. But even ne- Medicare actually is not nationalized health care because it's all – it's administered by the government, but it's all mostly private sector. Um, but the know, prices employees. there are,
2: are still negotiated. Uh,
1: it's, they are not negotiated – the way you would think, um, M- Medicare. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't actually know how Medicare g- gets drug prices, but I think they say we will take uh, these prices at these these drugs at these prices you're offering. We'll put them on the formulary, but not these other ones. N- Medicare uh, does not- so they not... have a larger
2: audience of of potential well, customers. You, you
1: want to sell to Medicare because there are so many customers. There. Exactly. So it's the biggest purchaser in the country. So you want to be selling. You're but, getting that bulk discount. Medi- Rick. Medicare cannot negotiate the rates. Yeah, they can't do that.
2: Well, look, this is going to be. I have a feeling you and I are going to be talking about this a lot between now and War the 2020 election, and and beyond that. So it's funny, we wanna, we, end,
1: we end up talking about it every week. We do, we, no matter we, what we're talking about. And then we about. say we're going to be talking about this a lot. Listen,
2: well, we are. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for staying with us and listening to the ballads and Dollars from Yahoo Finance. Yes. Follow us on Twitter at Alexis TV News and
1: Rick J Newman.
2: And we're going to be back next week with another episode. So in the meantime, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review what you just heard. Ten stars. Ten. Wow.